0: This is Novel Marketing, the longest running book marketing podcast in the world. I'm James L. Rubart, but you can call me Jim. I'm Thomas Sumstat Jr.
1: And in this episode, we're going to talk to you guys about landing pages. And where are we doing this from, Thomas?
0: We are live, we're not really live, but we are recording in person, in person. for the we're first time in years. For the
1: first time we are actually looking at each <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah,
0: at the OCW uh, Writers Conference. And we have a quick announcement, actually. We have a listener helpline. So if you would like help with your marketing, call 512-827-8377 and leave a voicemail with your question and you just might hear your question on the air and then get it answered by uh, your very own James L. Rubart and Thomas Umstead jr uh,
1: uh, thomas one more time what's that number
0: 512-827-8377 or just go to novelmarketing.com forward slash contact you can upload a high quality mp3 if you want to sound amazing and you know how to do that we also take high quality mp3s uh, but with that out of the way let's talk about landing pages
1: jim what is a landing page well a landing page is really it's a website page that's designed to get the visitor to take a specific action. So you go to a lot of web pages and there's a lot of choices. There's a lot of choices on your website. There's a lot of choices on mine. A landing page is really one thing. You just want the visitors to do one specific thing. And uh, which is very different from a
0: homepage, which is about giving people options. Although there's been a trend I've noticed in homepage design where uh, effective homepages often You decide what the one thing is that you want the visitor to do. And then you help them do that one thing. Not all homepages lend themselves to that. Uh, But there's an extreme version of a landing page called a squeeze page, (laughs) which is where you don't just want someone to only take one action. There is only one action you can take. So if you're ever on a page and you click on the logo in the top left corner and it takes you nowhere... That's a squeeze page. You're squeezed to only one escape, which is typically filling out the form at the bottom of the page to give your email uh, to the website.
1: And typically landing pages are educational in the sense that they're helping answer any questions or objections (laughs) someone has about taking that specific action. So we want them to do something. And that page is saying why you indeed need to take that action. They're giving motivation, emotional cues to get that person to for example, leave that email address.
0: Yeah, and uh, another thing that's interesting and unique about landing pages is that they're often not in the menu of the website. So you have home, about, books, contact, and whatever other pages, blog. Uh, The landing pages aren't listed there. These are pages that you're bringing people directly to either with advertisements or like I gave a talk here at the conference and I created a landing page specifically for the talk, and I put the link up on the screen. I told people about it, and the only way people would know about that link with the special giveaway is uh, to go to that special So URL. if they go to
1: your website, they're never going to see They'd this. they never find it. Yeah. A link to the landing page. That's right. right. Uh,
0: and it, I had a special giveaway. This is a, one of the perks of hearing, hearing me speak live. I give away things uh, unique to live audiences, and the only way to have gotten that was to come to the session last night.
1: I have a, I guess I have an example of a landing page in the back of my novel rooms, the ebook version. At the end of the novel, I encourage you to go to a page where you can download a song that I created that was inspired by the book that I wrote. Well, that's the only purpose is to go to that page, get the song and I get your email address. So that's, that's a landing page that benefits me with your uh, email address and then you subscribe have subscribed to my newsletter. You
0: get an email address for the price of a song. (laughs) The price of a song,
1: yes. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Uh, And so uh, this this is a powerful use of landing pages. And we want to talk about some ways and why landing pages are useful. Uh, The biggest reason why landing pages are useful and why uh, you should consider using them is that they increase your conversion rate. Now, more people will take action on a landing page than they will on any other kind of page. So if you're wondering, how do I get more signups on my newsletter a landing page may very well be the solution because when signing up on your newsletter is one of a dozen things somebody can do on your home page most people aren't going to sign up on your home page but if there's a single page and the only way to get the song or to get the guide or or the short story is to fill out the email address and it's the only thing to do on the page the number of people filling out that landing page is going to be incredibly high my conversion rate on my landing page from last night was 50 percent so 50% of the wow, people who nice. went to the page filled out the form. Now, it's like, who is going to type in the address live after I give it and not fill in their email address? So I'm actually surprised it wasn't higher, uh, but
1: uh, maybe those people will come back and fill it out uh, later. Thomas, talk about, talk about the JAM experiment, because I think that's a good illustration of the principle you're talking about. Yeah. And why it's, why it's important for people that are right now saying, ah, I don't think I need a landing page. Why it's so important to have one.
0: So this is a famous experiment done uh, several years ago, where some scientists went to a grocery store and they set up a tasting table. So you think, oh, these are people selling jam, you know, from the jam company, but these were scientists and they were trying to understand decision making. And they did it on alternating days. So some days they would have three flavors of jam, and other days they would have, I think, eighteen flavors of jam. And then they would give a coupon that the scientists paid for to track uh, which days were more effective at selling jam. And you would think, oh, 18 options. You get all the choices. You get the ideal jam for you. You take your coupon, you buy the jam. 18 would be better. No, the three jams outperformed the 18 jams every single time. And that's the principle of a landing page where you're giving people very few options. You're making it very easy to make a decision because the more thinking you ask your website visitors to do, the less action your website visitors will take.
1: It's that old Indian mystic man who lays on a thousand nails, and he gets a few dents. You in talk the about back. that guy a lot. I do. I like the illustration. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if he lays on one nail, what's going to make the bigger impression? Well, the latter. So we are giving people one nail. That's right, and then this is why squeeze
0: pages often hide that navigation because they really want to push you towards taking uh, that action. And uh, so let's talk about some ways that you can use landing pages to help uh, build your platform and sell more books. Uh, one way is to get sign-ups for a launch team. Uh, you explain on the page. This would be a longer landing page because you explain what's involved, what the expectations are, and, and then at the end, you uh, describe how to sign up, and then you have the form for the lan- uh, launch team built right into the landing page.
1: Another uh, reason to have a landing page is what I just talked about for... In my particular situation, I'm trying to grow my email list by promoting a reader magnet, which is the song. And if you like the book, you're probably curious about what a song would lo- be like that was inspired by the book. So that's my my uh, what I'm trying to do there is grow my email list.
0: And you give away hipster points because people can be like, hey, I listened to James L. Rubart <laughs> before he was a big deal, back when he was an author, <laughs> before he was a rock star. Uh, another um, purpose of a landing page can be to sell a book, right? You can have a page specifically designed for selling your book. In fact, my book table pro has a special landing page mode that's designed around landing page principles that does this automatically. So it's actually one of the reasons uh, to upgrade to my book table pro is to get landing page mode where you're able to have
1: more control over the page and really design it to sell the book. Another thing you can do is promote a launch party. Use that landing page to talk about when that launch party is going to happen. Uh, these days launch parties for the most part are done online more than they're done in person. And so it's a chance to gather people from around the, well, literally around the world to take part in your launch party. And so on there, you're not gonna have anything much more than, okay, this is when it's happening. These are the prizes you're gonna get. This is how you participate.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about some of the elements that go on a landing page. So some of these are optional, some of them are required. Uh, probably the most important element of Elaine, well, these are all important. The first element on a landing page is the headline, which makes the initial promise. It describes the product initially. So for my podcast host directory, the current headline is the world's most comprehensive podcast host directory. It's, it's kind of what tells people where you are and communicates a little bit of the why.
1: The next thing is going to be your explanation, what they get. So the headline is the world's most comprehensive podcast host directory. What do they get? Get in contact with over 100,000 podcast hosts from around the world, currently available for novel marketing podcast patrons only. So in a very few words, it's very clear what you're going to get and what the qualifications to get the list is. Uh, the next element that most uh, landing
0: pages have is a graphic, some sort of visual uh, element of some kind, show them. So for Jim, it may be a little uh, MP3 icon, right? Because you're giving away audio. What you have to express that somehow. If you're giving away a short story, it's very easy. It's the cover for the short story. You want to have that graphic prominently displayed on the page.
1: And then you're going to have a form. And the form could be the form to sign up for the webinar, for example, so that you can notify people, hey, the seminar is happening today. It's happening in an hour, et cetera. Or it could be as simple as the form it could be a call to action, but like buy now. That's right. Or, or they type in their email address. So t- the form is,
0: cr- is critical. If you don't actually call them to action at the end, <laughs> the page is wasted. Uh, in, some el- in some ways, this is the most important element. Uh, and then very quickly, some other optional elements of video. You know, sometimes a video can really improve a landing page. So for instance, on the landing page for the podcast host directory, I have a short one-minute, two-minute video that kind of shows how it works. You can see what it looks like. Another element that's uh, very popular is testimonials or endorsements. These are very powerful uh, for helping show social proof. And then uh, finally, the FAQ. Uh, Again, this is optional, but if it's a bigger ask, it may make sense to answer some of those questions and objections.
1: Thomas, let's talk about some landing page uh, tips.
0: So the first tip uh, for landing pages is to stick close to the template. Realize you are not a designer. No offense, but I'm not a designer ease either. And I find the best way to have a good-looking landing page is to stick close to the template. So whatever the designer did with whatever template I'm using, I try not to deviate too far from that. Because I assume the template designer knows more about what makes something pretty and effective than I do.
1: The next thing you want to do is assume that the person coming to the page is not sold yet. They're they're sold enough to come to the page, but they're not sold enough to give their email address. So ask yourself, what would convince you to step over the edge? And maybe even more importantly, draw some friends in. It doesn't have to be a huge, drawn out, long scientific study, but ask some people. Get some feedback. Is this something that would convince you to take action or not? Uh, Use your friends to get some critical feedback on that.
0: Another thing that's really important these days is make sure your landing page is mobile responsive. If you are buying ads on Facebook, driving people to this landing page, a lot of people use Facebook on their phones. When I was speaking live in front of an audience, pretty much everyone visiting the landing page is on their mobile phone. Some people you know, wrote down the address and maybe they'll do it on their computer later. But my expectation was the mobile version was the primary version that people were visiting.
1: Another thing you want to do is have your buttons complete a sentence. We're used to (laughs) filling in the blanks. It's just, it's it's kind of the way we grew up in school and all those kind of things. So for example, for me, um, I, uh, on my page, I want to, and the blank that I fill in for them is I want to hear the song, Jim, or send me the song, Jim. So, So you're giving them the action that you want them to take and they're reading it as if they're already doing it. Yeah. No one
0: ever wants to submit. So if the button at the end of your call to action form is submit, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) So you want to put that benefit into the button. So download the free guide or listen to the free song or read the short story or sign up for the webinar, something along those lines where they're reminded about the why. Remember, this is all about making it as easy to make, to take action as possible.
1: Keep the page focused. We're back to the jam and the, nail, <laughs> and the nail through the Indian mystic man's back. But keep it keep it focused. You really have one goal. This is the Billy Crystal one thing principle. There, there's just one thing you're really after. So it's easy to get distracted. Please don't. Yeah, don't mention the sequel, right? Uh, if you have a sequel to your
0: book, that, that the landing page is not the place to talk about the sequel. You're talking about just the one book you're trying uh, to sell. And Along those same lines, you want to answer the why. When And by this, I mean, why should I buy this book? Why should I sign up for your newsletter? Why should I become a member of your launch team? The stronger the why, which in some senses is the whole point of the landing page, is to explain the why and then make the how really easy. The stronger the why, the more successful the landing page is going to be. Uh, another way to think of this is to answer the question, what's in it for me? Right? What do I get? Which is why the button doesn't say submit. It says download the free guide. The more this is about the visitor, the more you use the word you in your copy, the more successful it will be. If you are typing
1: the word I or typing your own name more than you're typing the word you, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Uh, Another thing you can do is respond to any objections. And these days, one of the biggest objections is, can I unsubscribe from this thing or am I locked in forever? So make it really clear that you can un- unsubscribe with a click of your mouse. And then finally, this is something that people have put on their websites for years and years and years. Well, you still need to do it because it's an assurance of safety, and that is I won't let anyone ever have access to your email. Put that on there. Again, by this time, people assume that that's going to happen, but that doesn't mean that they don't still want to see that assurance that, that you're not going to do it.
0: Just realize that when you say that on your website, according to the my understanding of the CAN-SPAM Act in American law, that is a legally binding contract. Oh wow! That they give consideration with their email address. So if you say I won't share your email address with anyone ever, and then you do, you're potentially again. I'm not a lawyer, but this is my understanding of the law. You're potentially liable. For breach of contract. Wow, because it acts as a contract. So uh, this is different than the GDPR, where the, in Europe the government sets what the rules are. In America, you set the rules on your own website, but then you're held to whatever rules that you set. And so uh, we have a little more freedom here, but you are held to you know honor your word. We don't uh,
1: we don't abide welching here in America. <laughs> so this mean- on a deal. <laughs> <laughs> So does that mean we have to cancel that sale we've got of our...
0: <laughs> so uh, so anyway, be you can be confident that if you subscribe for a novel marketing uh, lead magnet of some kind, we're not going to share or sell uh, your email address. Uh, the next thing, and we talked about this already, keep it simple, Don't add, but keep the form simple. So uh, this is more of a mistake I see businesses make where they want to ask for your phone number and your zip code and your mailing address so they can load it into their CRM, uh, don't do that. This is your first contact. If you're using a good CRM, you can collect that information later as you build more of a relationship with um, the uh, the visitor. But but a, a time when an author may be tempted to ask too many questions is, hey, what are you interested in, my historical fiction or my contemporary fiction? This is not the time to find
1: that well, this out. This is first date. Yeah, This is first date, so... Keep it, keep it simple. And then finally, um, go ahead and do some split testing. We're going to give you in a second here some tools for creating landing pages. As it turns out, they're very easy to create. So there's no reason not to do some split testing to see what kind of landing page is more effective. So you're going to create two and you're going to test which one responds better.
0: And split testing is where you create two versions and you test them with science. And we have an episode actually on split testing. We'll put a link in the show notes for those of you. This is for split testing ads, but the principles uh, stay the same. This is advanced, though. So if the idea of split testing stresses you out, don't worry. A landing page not split tested is still better than no landing page at all. And I'll also say you need hundreds of people filling out your landing page before the split test will give you viable information. So for the first step is to get lots of people coming before split testing is helpful. Okay, Jim, what are some Tim's... Some, some some
1: tools to make laning page creation easier. Some uh, Tim's and tools. So leadpages.net is a site that you should go ahead and check out. Um, they are expensive. They are the top of the line solution. But if this is something where you realize you can generate a lot of revenue, you can develop a lot of leads. This is one of the solutions that it's kind of, I don't know, you'd call it the Ferrari. Um
0: it's $25 a month for is their starter price. So, you have to be really doing something profitable to make leadpages.net worth the money. But they are considered by many to be the best in the best in the business. Uh, they're not what I use though. So, I use a Divi, which is a WordPress theme that makes it really easy to make landing pages on your own website pages. that's fully built into the website but here's the thing, since the landing page isn't a, really a part of your website, it doesn't have to be built on your website. You don't have to build it with Divi. In fact, the one that I threw together yesterday really quickly for my talk, I built in ConvertKit. So ConvertKit has a landing page builder, as does MailChimp, which I think is what you use. That's what I
1: use, MailChimp. And again, for me, Thomas is much more techie than me. So for a guy who's not good at technology, MailChimp is just really easy to, easy to use. And uh, for those, I know we have a lot of MailerLite
0: listeners, so we'll throw y'all a bone. MailerLite also has a landing page builder. And for a lot of folks, this is actually the easiest place to build your landing page because the one thing MailChimp integrates really well with is MailChimp. So if you build your landing page with MailChimp, you know for sure the email address is going to show up in your account as with the others. Uh, and then uh, your website builder, you may be using um, Beaver Builder or Page Builder. There's a lots of... WordPress page builders that make landing page creation really easy. So you may already have a landing page tool built into your website, especially if you spent a good amount of money on your website. The more you spend on the website, the more likely you are to have a landing page builder. And then, of course, MyBookTable table pro has a landing page mode for your books. It doesn't have a full on landing page builder for landing pages for other things. But in terms of selling a book, it does have that landing page mode. And I know many of our listeners use MyBookTable table pro and it's just a matter of turning it on for that individual book. Speaking of My Book
1: Table Pro, Thomas, who is our sponsor this week? Our sponsor is
0: My Book Table Pro. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, the so we've already talked a lot about it. I won't t- talk too much, but um, patrons save 25% on My Book Table Pro. And so, uh, the best way to buy My Book Table is to first become a patron for $2 and then save your 25%. Your patronage will make, save you money on the very first month. And you can find out more at mybooktable.com. Uh, My Book Table is only for WordPress.org websites, but it allows you to quickly and easily create book pages. And um, it's very popular.
1: And speaking of patrons, and we love our patrons. The featured patron for this week is Jennifer Lamont Leo with her book, You're the Cream in My Coffee. It's 1928. Small town woman Marjorie Corrigan travels to Chicago and thinks she sees her first love, believed killed in the Great War, World War I, alive and well. Suddenly, everything in her life is up for grabs. And Jenny is a great writer. You can check out her book, You're the Cream in My Coffee on Amazon. And we will have a link in the show notes. So, Jim, we're here at the OCW Writers Conference.
0: How's the conference going for you it's, so far? It's,
1: <laughs> it's good. There's little time to breathe. But it, for, at this particular conference, I'm loving it because I get to be with you. I get to be with Randy. I get to be with Susie. We've got four members of our mastermind group in attendance. And on top of all that, Darcy is here, my wife. So it's, it, I'm, I'm loving it. Jim has a celebrity wife. Everyone, once, once he brings his wife, <laughs> no one wants to hang out with Jim anymore. Anyway. Right. They just want to hang out with
0: Darcy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm enjoying uh being
1: in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, cuz for you this is my stomping ground. Right. This and is your, your this backyard. Is, yeah, this yeah. is my backyard. For
0: me it's like, ooh, it's this exotic place of of Oregon. Uh and I will say people take their coffee really seriously here. Oh, yes. yes. Uh it I don't know if the coffee is better, but they're definitely more intense <laughs> about it. Uh and in uh, well the coffee's pretty good. And um Another thing I've noticed about Portland is that everyone here knows what gluten is. You don't ever have to explain <laughs> gluten. This whole city has gotten an education. Well, they're progressive. <laughs> I guess so. So, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're having an alternative diet of some kind, which uh, I'm gluten-free, sadly. Um, not by choice. Not by choice. But uh, I find that so far, everyone uh, has been very willing to accommodate a gluten-free diet here. Indeed.
1: Well, hey, I want to give you a reminder. If you have a question you would like us to answer on the show, call our listener helpline and you can record that question. And there's a high likelihood that we will actually play that question on the air, which could be a lot of fun. The number, again, is 512-827-8377. And you can also, if you're techni- uh, techno savvy, you can send us a high quality recording on novelmarketing.com slash contacts. You've been listening to James L. Rubart and Thomas
0: Umstead Jr. recording in a room full of authors talking and (laughs) pitching their books on the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you innovative ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing
1: offline, online, and everywhere in between. Thanks for listening.